Welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your host, Ben Dole, in Las Vegas, recording this on Tuesday night after the Aces escaped 60-56 to against the Seattle Storm. And here to recap this one and break it all down, Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Sam, it wasn't wasn't pretty, but they got a win. I mean, yeah, you'll take it. It's a win. And they hadn't beat a team with a winning record all year. Uh, now there are some caveats. Uh, Jewel Lloyd goes down in the first quarter. She's a 17, 18-point-per-game player who can create her own shot. She goes down on a non-contact ankle injury. Um, and... The Aces still had it. It came down to the final possession. But, yeah, they win. Uh, no no Brianna Stewart, no Sue Bird, as we know. Uh, I'm, I mean, I can't – I'm not too impressed by this. I don't think anybody is that, that, that watched the game. But they they did something that they hadn't done in their close losses. They made a play down the stretch, and they got a key stop down the stretch. And if there's anything you take away from that, that's what it is. You made a couple plays. You did what you had to do. You got out of there on a night that you didn't play well, and you won. So, for that, that alone – that's something to, to be to celebrate, especially for this team that struggled to make those kind of plays in these situations. Yeah, we weren't even four games in the game, and Drew Lloyd goes down. And it's just like, it's like, man, not again with this team. Like another player goes down. Yeah. And like, I mean, if anyone should feel good in a way, like it's Seattle because they did they did specify that like it was an ankle sprain. She didn't return, but she was back on the bench later, and um. So obviously, not knowing it's good that it's not an Achilles or anything really bad like that, at least initially, um, maybe Seattle can maybe Seattle can take solace in it. Whereas like they won, almost won a game when Julia didn't even play four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Vegas, you know, the thing is like, I kind of like tried to hint at this earlier. Like it's this whole like the Aces got to learn how to win, and then here comes Seattle down Stewie down Bird. Canada missed a few games. She did play today, but then Lloyd goes down, and like they still hang around. Like they know who they are. They know what to do. And then Vegas, it's like they're healthy. Everyone's available. And I think this this kind of this game, I think this matchup, like really personified like that little clash. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have you have Seattle, the champions, who are mentally tough, who play really really hard. Who I thought they played incredibly hard tonight, even in, in a losing effort. And then you have the Aces, who try and get by on talent way too often. And take bad shots and don't move the ball and and don't always uh, play through the systems and stuff like that. And that's that was, like you said, that's it's that's a really good way to put it, a, a clash in styles and kind of identities. And and I don't think – I mean, the Aces won, but should they have? I don't know. Billy Ambeer said after the game that they shouldn't have won. He was very, very clear with that because they played so bad. Now, um, granted, they the one thing they did do was defend. They defended at a high level, but again, it's so much easier to defend an offense when the the one guard you have that can create a, a shot goes out right away. So um, the the Aces, I don't know how long it's going to take. I mean, it just it feels like after the game we keep hearing these same things. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. And it's they're not figuring it out. It's not it doesn't feel like it. It's there any closer. The offense still looked just as clunky and disjointed. If not for um, Liz Cambage, who I thought actually played pretty well, got to the free throw line at, during some key stretches when the offense wasn't was really really bogged down. Uh, if it wasn't for her, uh, everybody I mean pretty much everybody else on the team was was significantly below fifty percent. I mean she was five of twelve, but everybody else was like, I'm pretty sure it was you know way worse than that. They shot thirty one percent as a team. That's not going to cut it. It's I, I'm I'm my personal kind of barometer is the halfway point of the season, seventeen games, seventeen eighteen. By that by that point, 
this group will have had enough reps together. But right now, they just don't have it. And, and as a result, they don't have the kind of je ne sais quoi that you need to, uh, to, to capitalize in, in certain situations. Yeah, well, I mean, part of that is, you know, functionally, Jack Young, who's the lead guard of this team, got an early hook tonight, ended up only playing five, 12 minutes total, 0 for 4, two turnovers. Plum, 1 for 6. McBride, 4 for 15. So with the guards, it's 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 still kind of a revolving door of like who's who's who, like Lambeer said like we don't have a setup we don't have a pick and roll guard like but who's like somebody's got to do something and not even just the scoring part of it because one what like I, what I thought Seattle did really well not unique to this game at all but pretty much every time that they put two on the ball like they nailed it like they they gave they gave you one pass out to make mm-hmm. and that was the only pass that was there except for one at the very end of the game which I want to get to later but for the most part it was especially with Asia you know it was two on the ball she never had a chance to face it they decided you know they they in a way like decided a lot of the time for Vegas where the ball was going to go and no no one's out there to break that kind of break that cycle and you know it's not having somebody to kind of do something off the dribble it's I don't know it's it's troubling and it's definitely something that opponents can kind of poke at right now for sure and it was interesting to see as we you know the Dallas game on Saturday uh, decisive aces victory they opened the game with running pick and rolls with Jackie Young with three or four straight possessions or three of the four three of their first five whatever they feature her in ball screen situations and she has a couple assists gets to the basket for an easy layup has a mid range jumper and then gets a three you know you could see her find a rhythm and she was never part of this game not at all. Not, I mean, like you said, 12 minutes, she didn't get that rhythm. Uh, she didn't find a flow. She wasn't aggressive. She seemed tentative. And that's how she's looked for most of the year. Now, I, you have to, like to your point, against defenses like that and against uh, matchups like that, you have to have somebody that, that can create like that. And it was just interesting that she had, again, a short hook, and, and it, it didn't seem like she was featured at all when the other night. When she was featured, she played so well. So I don't know if it's going to take more, more running specific stuff to get her going, but when she, when she gets going and, and gets into the paint and can look for her own shot or kick out, that's when she's been the most effective this year. And it, it, it takes a collaborative effort to get that out of her, but that's when she's, that's when she's effective. And you, can, you have to, like you said, you have to have somebody um, like that against, is in a game like, like this one tonight. And Asia Wilson's night, again, 4 for 15. It was, it was interesting in a way. It felt like she kind of the matchup with Natasha Howard kind of got the best of her mentally where early in the game got up a couple jump shots Howard was really getting into her you could tell like she and the aces bench a lot of them they won fouls on a lot of those mm-hmm. they didn't get them they got one and then but you saw as the game progressed then she kind of transitioned to okay, okay I'm going to try to like power finish over you and those weren't falling either and it did it did finally like coalesce for her um, with that bucket on that baseline out of bounds at the end of the game but like with with Asia Wilson, even you saw like kind of a, 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 a equal matchup athletically and physically for the most part. You know, Howard kind of hung with her, didn't isn't really gonna get totally buried. It, she was kind of just kind of searching, just grasping for air. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was, and finally, I mean, that was the as we we talked about, you know, as we alluded to, that was the play of the game. Um, Asia Wilson did not have a good game tonight, and. Um, it's interesting. I actually just wrote a piece about how efficient she's been this year. That yeah, in, today's, <laughs> in today's paper, she was shooting 53% from the field or whatever, and then comes out and goes 4-15. But um, she did what she had to do. She made the biggest play of the game. And, and, and then on the other end, Liz Cambage has a huge block. So um, I think, like you said, that physicality w- was something that she, she struggled with. And um, this is year two now for Wilson. I mean, she, she has all the talent in the world, is as talented of a um, – 
post player or a forward, whatever you want to refer to her as, as there is in the league. Uh, I mean, drives to the basket, can get, get the free throw line, has a beautiful mid-range jumper, um, has the total the total skill set offensively, stands the three ball, but teams are, are figuring out how to play her now. And, you know, I talked with her yesterday, and she talked about that. This, she's not a rookie. She's not taking anybody by surprise this year. There's plenty of tape out on her and plenty of, of ways to – opponents are, are game planning for her and Seattle did a brilliant job defensively um, today not not just against her but against the whole aces um, lineup and as you said as you said if you if you're physical with this team if you rough them up a little bit that's that's that can disrupt especially their half court offense and then the aces never got out in transition despite how good their defense was playing it didn't feel like they got out in transition nearly enough and when they're out in transition in my opinion it opens up their half-court offense because players can get – you see the ball go through the basket. There's a mental component. You get confidence, and, and things just work better in the half-court. They didn't have any of that tonight. Seattle Seattle came with a game plan. Um, they executed. They never faltered with it, and that's why they were able to stay in the game without their three best players. Yeah, and, and when they – and part of this stuff with the Aces, it just – it feels like, in a, in a sense, like because Asia and Liz can do stuff with the ball – I'm still kind of surprised that they don't just do more of like give it to like give it to Liz at the three point line, and then just yeah. cut cut get some split action going and just let her drive. She had a couple drives tonight. You know, I think I think that's kind of the part of one of the parts of Asia's game she needs to explore a little bit more. You know, last year she was very like heavy, just like catch and shoot, which was kind of strange to see from a post player. But that's probably one of the things that people are kind of sitting on now. But you have these you have these post players with this skill level and. It, they they have to they have to make some reads too. It's not all on the guards, but I think that might kind of be a little bit of a unexplored avenue because because one of the problems with this team is they're just so sloppy trying to get it into the post. Like you know, there's like especially with those second units where it's Cambage and the bench. You know, they had like two today where it's you know she's she's posting somebody hard in transition and then they're staring at her, staring at her. They throw it late or they have you know mm-hmm. they she's putting her right hand up and they throw a bullet pass to her left hand. Yeah, they, like they just when they when they try to kind of pound it down low, they just aren't they aren't able to make a lot of those passes. And I wonder if some of the time you just need to give it to them out higher and just let them get it in there themselves. Yeah, we talked off air, I believe, walking out of this very building uh, a few days ago after the last podcast we did about maybe exploring the four or five pick and roll. Um, the, the, you don't see it very often. What comes to mind for me is on the, on the men's side um, in the NBA when Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan used to run it every once in a while. It was really really effective. And with Asia, especially if she's the ball handler, I mean, we see Liz handle the ball pretty much every game. She'll grab a rebound and try and go coast to coast or bring it up. So we know she can be pretty fluid with it. And then Wilson is so – her first step is so explosive. If, if she gets a ball screen, I mean, what can you do with her? Like you said, it's unexplored. Maybe maybe we're romanticizing how effective it would be, but I think it would be really, really interesting to take a look at because, like you said, those are two really, really skilled post players – that, that can do things with the ball, that can face up, that can attack, that can finish through contact, get to the free throw line. And th- that might be a way to kind of open them up, and especially a game like tonight where it's just clunky and, and bogged down and you're slogging where every possession is so slow and you're slogging through it. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of pace to what they're currently doing either, and maybe that alone would make a big difference. And at the end of the third quarter, it kind of felt like they might kind of come out in the fourth and kind of put their foot down, you know, like Seattle's down and out another player. And Dierka Hamby had that run where she just ripped ripped the ball out of Crystal Langhorn's hands twice in a row, and they got run outs. And I was like, "All right, the crowd kind of came alive. Like, is this is this going to be something?" But Seattle hung around the rest of the game, and then we finally got another. Uh, Bill Ambier kind of threw his hands up post game, saying, "Like, I'm trying all these combinations, trying to get something, but 
what he did get for three minutes at the end of the game was Jerrica Hamby at the three again, and that was what they closed the game out with. Yeah, that's it. Feels like that's the 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 lineup he's been going to late in games. Uh, we like you said, we haven't seen a lot of Jackie Young down the stretch. I don't know if she's played crunch time minutes in any close game yet, and, and that's where you have you have Plum uh, McBride who was sick today, didn't necessarily play well. It's her birthday, so she was sick today, missed shoot around. Uh, Plum McBride, Hamby, uh, Wilson, and Cambage. So I, I assume that'll be the lineup that continues to close games. Um, I wonder what, what other combinations he can go to. But I, I think the, I mean, in theory, those players, there are plenty of lineups that, that complement one another where, where you have enough sh- the balance of shooting, um, scoring off the dribble, and then the inside presence. It's just kind of figuring out how to maximize that in, in half-court situations. Yeah, one of the one of the things Lambier said post-game, part of an answer that I need somebody to step up and take control of the team, and I'm struggling. Um I had something for about three minutes. Other than that, nothing. And then kind of followed up on that. And he said, you know, he said he doesn't know. <laughs> and he kind of pointed to McBride being sick today. And he did, did respect her competitive nature. And, you know, she she gutted it out. And she did make those two free throws at the end that kind of were the nail in the coffin. But he pointed to some sh- sh- shots he thought, you know, she should have made. And he kind of he said, you know, she has to be the assassin for them. And I, I, I still don't even know if it's that simple. It's just they, they need... They need some of that direction. You know, it's this isn't a team with Diana Taurasi, Chelsea Gray, where somebody's just going to hold the ball and, and, go get and a say, yeah. well, Oren just say, you go here, you go here, and, and here's what we're going to do. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not. And uh, they they need to it, – it, it comes from what we've seen so far. It comes more with execution and kind of ball movement and, and pace and timing and things like that. And um, – they, they were really effective against Dallas, granted, a, not that very good team. They, they did run some of their high-low stuff, and they got some action on back screens and things like that. And uh, that's when they're at their best, at least in the half court, is when everybody's moving, they're screening for one another. And that just wasn't the case tonight. Uh, McBride had some good looks. They didn't go down. He said that she needs to make those shots. We'll see. She's She hasn't had one of those scoring uppers. I mean, last year she had a, like a 38-point game. She was routinely going for 25-plus. She hasn't had one of those games yet. Um, seems like she's still kind of trying to ease her way into the role now with with two post players instead of one. So yeah, I'm just I, I, I Ben, I just wonder how much at what point is do do they need to see something? Does Lambeau need to see something? Like how long is it? Is it, I don't know. If okay, is the right word, but when does the kind of the the date for it to where it really needs to start to click if they want to make a deep playoff run? I'm not. I don't. I don't know. Like I said personally, for me, it's it's midway through the season, starting to get towards the second half of the season. That's when I would I would probably be able to draw some conclusions or uh, would like to be able to if I was in in that position. But I don't know. Um, he doesn't know either, and I guess we'll we'll figure it out. We'll see what happens over the next few games here. I, I think it's I think it's the game with Washington to close out this six and seven at home. They're six and four now, so after that game, they'll be at fifteen. Yeah, that's games. right about halfway. But you're about to go on the road for a little bit, going into the All Star break after that, and I don't remember if it was Lambier, it may have been a different coach, but kind of saying they they kind of said like if you aren't you know, at a certain point, you kind of are who you are, and you're not going to be able to fix stuff. And yeah. I think I think that Washington game is it's it's definitely going to be a, a barometer where it'll be more fair to kind of judge where they're at. You know, they got their butts kicked by Washington once, and now they're coming back pretty soon. And after a couple of home games, you'd like to see that you're building some momentum. And I think that's kind of going to be the one where it's like, all right, you know, is does it feel like they're making progress, or is this 
is this still like a gigantic roller coaster? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great point. And that is what, a week from Friday? Tonight's Tuesday night? It's, yeah, July 5th. July 5th. So, yeah, that's that's nine days. I mean, they had, like you said, they have a few games um, to get ready for that. And, and we'll see what this – I mean, we, we know what Washington did uh, last week. I mean, how they eviscerated the Aces. Really, their one blowout loss this season, one time where they looked completely overmatched. So – um, that'll that'll it'll be about two weeks apart, and, and like you said, good barometer for for where this team's at and how much they've grown. Well, and, and you know, and and just even like s- stepping outside the aces too, it's just like you know what, this is your only showcase for summer league. Like that's opening night, RJ versus Zion. The people that come out to this game, like put on a good show. Come yeah. on, like this this is like that's a date where like you need to. This needs to be like a good showcase for the league. And I don't I don't think we've seen anything from Washington to suggest that they're not going to bring it. So the the onus is really on Vegas to to make that game look much different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great point. It is on Vegas, and uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's there's a few games before then, and um, I don't know if you take anything away from tonight that you can you can project moving forward. But uh, the Aces, I, I believe, I mean, they're the preseason favorite, right? The betting favorite. That's the technical expression. That's not something I made up. That the Westgate made them the favorite, whether it's legitimate or not legitimate. That's not for me to decide. They are the favorites, and they haven't looked apart at all. And this is tonight, and the, the last Washington game was the worst they've looked. So we'll see um, if, if they can start heading towards that direction. Right now, they felt very, the Aces to me feel very much like a front-running team. When, when they're out against you know a Liberty or a Dallas, they'll go, they'll 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 blow you out of the water. When when things are going good, they're going really really good. Uh, but but Lambier had a quote tonight about how the team folds at any side of adversity. Uh, now that wasn't quite true tonight because there was adversity late, and they did not fold. Uh, but they almost did, <laughs> and that's I don't I don't know if um, he, he certainly wasn't happy with that, and, and that's not going to cut it against you know certainly against a team like Washington again. So they go to LA on Thursday. It's the one one road game in this stretch, and then they got a couple at home to kind of be in their own beds and whatnot, and kind of just not have to deal with the travel for a little bit. But I don't know what are you looking for. I mean, they they beat LA in that first game without Candace Parker. But now, now we go. They go to LA. Candice Park. Candice is back. Elena Beard missed a little, little while. She's back, but no Maria Vadiva, because she's at Eurobasket. I mean, what are you, what are you looking for as they, they see this team again? That they, you know, after night one, like yeah. Aces are feeling pretty good. Like they beat it. You know, as they beat LA, that was the whole thing. But what are you, what are you looking for going into that one? Uh, well, the, the Sparks to me feel very much like an Aces kind, uh, the Aces kind of team. Uh, they're trying to figure it out too with a new coach. Uh, Candace Parker still working her way back. The, the sisters, how, how are they um, gelling now that they're on the same team and things like that? So, um, really, it's a, it'll be a good test for the Aces, I think, and for the Sparks. I think we're going to see a much more competitive game. Uh, I think how many games has Candace Parker played now? Two or three? Two. Yeah, so she has a couple games under her. Again, she hasn't, they're not quite the Candace Parker role, but if there's a, a, a kind of a. I remember one of the games that actually stands out to me. She, the Sparks came here and blew the Aces out, and every bucket she made, she was chirping the whole way up and down the court. I mean, she found her swagger that night against this team, and I don't see any reason she can't do it again. So yeah, she made fifty-three pointers right in front of Bill Ambier. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, you remember that? Uh, so yeah, I, I think I, I think the Aces, in order to, I think they need to get back out in transition. They, they, they don't have any problem getting stops, but their transition offense. And maybe teams are starting to take that away because they do know the Aces get in a flow when they play in transition. And good teams have the bodies, the personnel to get back and the discipline to get back. And, you know, even though it's a different kind of a different look Sparks roster, I mean, there's still a lot of players on that team with championship pedigree, championship DNA. And they got to make a move now too, right? I mean, they have to start to make a push and put some wins together. So 
Uh, it should be a good game, a good litmus test for both teams who, who both need a, a kind of a morale victory uh, at this point in the season. Yeah, the, the transition, I wonder, if, I wonder if that's almost becoming a thing mentally where they're kind of, you know, they maybe they're saying to themselves, oh, we'll get that 8-0 run in transition, and if that doesn't come, then it's like, oh, crap, you know, where are these points going to come from? So when they, when they set up, that'll be, that'll be the most interesting part to me, just see how they do, you know. L.A. still, like, they don't really have a physical match for Liz unless Kalani Brown's going to play a little bit. She's at least similar height. Yep. size and whatnot but you know if it's you know Nakagumake is 6'2 at the end of the day you know Candace is 6'4 but really thin you know and like so is this are Liz and Asia going to be able to kind of go off here and how will they handle doubles if they see it and whatnot and and what'll what'll come of that and then and then what do they see against Chelsea Gray because I think that's kind of you know the, the whole thing of talking about a guard to kind of take over the game well if if LA gets close like they probably have to feel like they have the edge with somebody who can just stare you down and make a shot and that'll be fascinating to see who guards her how she does what happens if she gets hot for a little bit and and how they handle that yeah for sure and i'm curious to do the do the sparks try and uh, i mean maybe like you said by it's not by by choice it's by necessity but maybe go small and try and pull cambage out of the basket or away from the basket because she has struggled um guarding away from the basket at times uh, she she was forced in the paint tonight defensively but there have been matchups this year where uh, you get her away from the paint, she's not as comfortable, and you can go by her. So uh, it might be by necessity. We'll see. We'll see what kind of lineups Derek Fisher, um, Sparks coach Derek Fisher, still getting used to that one. We'll see what kind of lineups he puts out there and how he adjusts now having Parker back, seeing this team for the second time. Well, the great irony here is like we thought LA was gonna have a three big lineup, and Vegas is Vegas probably has the better one right now, and. Maybe that maybe we'll see that get rolled out again. That'll yeah. be something that works for them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, both teams have a lot to prove. Alrighty, so we'll get you out of here. What do you got? What do you got in the works right now, Sam? Well, same thing as last week, Ben. We were just going to peg out, peg down a day for the mascot story, and I'm actually going out of town for a few days, so I will not be here Saturday. You can fly solo without me. Uh, but I will be back for Tuesday's game, uh, the, the 12 o'clock game. Who's that against? Chicago. Yeah, against Chicago. Yeah, I'll be back for that one. So uh, yeah, should should be good. I'm, I'm excited to get away for a couple of days, but then I'll be I'll be back and, and ready to go for the second half of the season. All right, I'm looking forward to bet the aces heavy on Saturday now. That Sam's out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm the jinx, right? But, well, uh, I, I jinxed Asia Wilson with that story, so maybe I am the problem. Beat the fever by 40. Alrighty, thanks again for coming on, Sam, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, sounds good, man. Thank you.